Hello, this is Jimmy Sam with another Truth Again. I hope you dig the theme song. That's from my buddy uh, Jeff Schiltz. He's been on the podcast before, and he actually completed something. Even though it was only 30 seconds, he did a really good job. (laughs) And I thought it was pretty badass. Uh, This week, I talked to my buddy Dean Ward. used to work with him over at the uh, Wind Turbines. He's a great guy. And uh, he used to make the days go by really quick because he's funny as shit. Uh, I think he's originally from Nashville, and uh, yeah, let's uh, figure out what uh, Dino's got going on right now. We'll give him a jingle, see if he picks up. What's up, buddy? Dino! How are you? Good, my friend. How you doing? Doing well. Holy shit, it's only been like, what, six years? (laughs) Been a while. (laughs) My God, where are you? Where the hell are you now? I'm down in Florida. You did make Kinda it south again. Half Halfway between Orlando and Tampa. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. How long have you been there? Um, moved here about right at like three years ago. Oh, holy crap. Okay. Well, yeah, I was just telling people in the intro that we used to work at the we old wind turbines together and you helped me... Uh, keep it together out there a little bit because <laughs> it was a little uh, it got a little crazy there every now and then <laughs> provided the comic relief oh geez daily stress stress diffusion yeah <laughs> i think you did that for me and uh harmsy <laughs> yeah oh yes i just had to i just had to edit his emails <laughs> <laughs> yeah it got pretty hairy out there pretty pretty often yes oh, how much longer uh, did you stick out there after i left I left there in, well, I, I left the wind farm officially in like 2016. I went into quality. I still kind of hung out there. I lived there. Okay. Um, and then when uh, we moved down here in um, July 2018. Okay. And what are you doing now? I am a trainer. I basically just train technicians on how to work on these things. Holy shit. How you been digging that? Pretty good. I enjoy it. It's, um, you know, me, man, I get bored. And <laughs> so I get, that's why this is officially, I've been here. This is the longest job I've ever had in my life. Ah, good. That um, makes me feel better. <laughs> yes. I've never had a job before I took this job. I never had a job more than two years. And, um, but this one, it changes up so much. We get so much new uh, technology coming in. I have to learn stuff all the time. So it's it, it keeps me kind of interested and engaged. Well, that's cool, man. Well, hey, let's, uh, when speaking of that, let's uh, bring it backwards. And I know initially we hooked up at the wind turbines. We knew each other. But uh, I know we came together on music a lot. And you were originally from Nashville or no? Or right around there? Yeah, I was... Um, that's that's kind of where I spent what we would call my formative years. Um, I was there basically middle school through college. And then once I got out of college, I lived there for a while. So 
I, I consider Nashville home. My, all my family lives around the Nashville area, my extended family. Oh, still? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. You get to go back there then? Yes, I go back there occasionally. I've got family kind of dispersed between Nashville and Knoxville, kind of East Tennessee area. Well, excellent, man. What uh, what initially got you into music? How did you how did your music uh, career uh, start? Because I know you what you play like mandolin, guitar, sing. I, I do. Know, you probably yeah. dance. I don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I dance badly. Um, <laughs> I try to do anything with strings on it. Um, okay. Like I violin off, too, right? Fiddle. Yeah, violin is is actually the only thing that I've ever taken lessons on. I'm classically trained as a violinist. Um, oh, awesome! I didn't know that. Grew, yeah, I grew up playing the violin. That's my my parents wanted us all to to learn some sort of instrument, and violin is the one that I had. And I, I took lessons from the time I was probably eight until, um, I mean, probably until I got out of middle school. And then I decided that the violin wasn't cool enough. And then, you know, How dare like we you. Talk, talked about earlier, my uh, my tendency to get bored. I um, went to like the viola, uh, the viola, then the cello, and uh, upright bass, and just kind of kept dabbling in other stuff. And it wasn't until college where I picked up the guitar. And I was like, man, people think this is way cooler. <laughs> It helps. <laughs> it's much more versatile. <laughs> it's hard to play a song on the violin and sing. Yeah, Jesus, man. Holy crap. That's cool. How young were you when you uh, first started playing? The guitar? Uh, anything. Yeah, your first oh. uh, your first uh, soiree oh. in music. Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, I started, I started playing violin when I was probably about eight years old. Holy crap. Okay, that's cool. And and then kind of stuck with that for a while. As a middle schooler, I was in like the all-county orchestra and stuff. I was pretty heavy into the violin. Um, and yeah, and then just started kind of branching out from there. Was that your parents doing or were they musical too? Or My mom was. Oh, my dad is, is definitely not. Um, <laughs> but, but my mom... My mom was a singer, and I think she did some vocal stuff in college, and she always thought music was important. And so she wanted all the kids to to dabble in something, at least have the opportunity to explore if they enjoy music or not. Um, that's, that's and nice. I just, I just kind of always took to it, you know? Um, I had... So with the violin... Um, I guess it was about middle school where I figured out the violin and the fiddle were the same thing. And that just opened up a whole new world for me. How do you mean? Just that I can play fiddle music on a, on a violin. It wasn't all, you know, Bach and Beethoven. It was, I could, I could get into some Hank Williams, you know? Oh, okay, cool, cool. Hey, I didn't know that what the difference was there. I didn't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's just a name thing though, right? What you call it. Yeah. It's a name thing. I, I think there's some different materials they use on the strings to make it sound a little more twangy. Oh, okay. That but, makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's just the same, the same instrument. And, uh, and the mandolin is actually the same instrument as well. Basically, if I turn the fiddle sideways and plug it like a guitar, it's a mandolin with less go. string. Done. So that's how I figured that out. I was playing a show one time with a band in high school 
And a guy in it told me, or handed me a mandolin and said, play this. And I said, I can't play it. And it's like, it's just a violin. I said, all right, cool. So I just played it. Isn't it weird how when if things people say stuff like that, it's like it just clicks. You're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it doesn't even have to be true sometimes. Like, oh, no, I'm just going to do that then. <laughs> yeah, everything else that I've ever played from the violin on was is just pretty much completely by either relating it to the violin or by ear. Well, yeah, you got um, a good ear from what I can remember too. Are you pretty good yeah. with pitch and all that? Yeah, I'm pretty good with with pitch and I can kind of just like when I would write, it was like I can kind of hear finished product in my head. And then as long as I could get everything else to match up with what I heard in my head, then it was good, you know? Oh, that's got to be nice. <laughs> I've, I've never had that <laughs> gift, that's for sure. Did you, uh, what was your first band? Was that uh, in school or how young were you? All that kind of stuff. What were you playing? Were you singing? What were you doing? Yeah. The first thing I really ever did band wise was in high school. Um, I had a buddy, his name's Josh Baker. He was in a couple of alternative rock bands out in LA, like the Prom Kings and Beauty School Dropouts. They did like some kind of alternative rock stuff. Um, and this is when you were in Nashville? Yeah, this is, I was in high school in Nashville. Um, so uh-huh. before but before he before he got into, the, into music big, you know, we were in the same class in high school and he was gonna, he wanted to put together a song for the senior class that was graduating and so um we kind of formed this little band and wrote a song and it was the cheesiest thing ever um but i i I played the violin and sang back background vocals and i didn't really consider myself a singer at that point and but it was a blast it kind of got in my system and i've been in bands off and on ever since probably my junior year in high school that's cool, man. You got the right attitude, man. It's like you're one of those guys that, you know, you'll always be cracking jokes and you're really good at what you do. So it's like a it's a natural fit, especially if you're moving around and shit like that. It's got to be pretty handy to be able to squeeze into places like that, especially when you might not know everybody. Yeah, I used to travel or when I, when I traveled a lot for work before I started working with you, I would take the two things I always had with me were my golf clubs and my guitar. And I mean, I, I might forget my work boots, but I always had my <laughs> guitar and my golf clubs and necessities. We, um, and I would find these little bars like that would let me come in and play like, you know, a couple nights a week. Um, whatever little podunk town I was in building wind farms that, you know, just let me give me a free bar tab and just let me play. That is so cool, um, man. How was that uh, growing up in Nashville with the scene there? I mean, that was I mean, it's very music heavy. I, I know that for sure. But especially when you were growing up there, it was probably really intense, I guess. Yeah, I could see. Um, I was there from probably 95 through 2007. So a long period of time. Um, and I, I, I kind of got to see the Nashville industry go from people getting discovered in Nashville um, through everything going digital and online. Um, and now Nashville, it's people move to Nashville for music all the time, but it's so hard now there. Like it's easier to become like get a following and become big somewhere else and, you know, and be found on like the internet, YouTube and Facebook and everything than it is, um, to, to get discovered like at a bar in Nashville anymore. Cause the, you know, A&R guys, all those, the, the record labels aren't looking as much in the bars. That's where they used to have to find people. 
Yeah, I know. Isn't that cool? I mean, I I always dug that era where they had to actually do something. You know, yeah. they actually had to yeah. come out and check out the band, see your your vibe and what's going on when you're playing. That is totally uh, yeah not happening anymore. I mean, you could trim and polish everything now on YouTube, you know, and put it out there mm-hmm. and end up singing well, for somebody, you know. Like um, I listened to your your show with old. Eagle Eye Hoffman, oh, yeah. he's calling himself, and um, <laughs> and um, and and what he said that I told him is, is absolutely true. Like in Nashville, like, you know, you can throw a throw a beer bottle and hit ten guitar players before it lands on the ground. Damn, yeah, and yeah. and it is like, and I, I tell people all the time that are saying, you know, that move there to do music, and it's just like it's it's not easy anymore. Everybody there wants to do it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's just yeah, it gets oversaturated, and that was the place to go. Have you uh, the la- since the last time you've been back there? Did you notice any shift in with the pandemic and everything like that? Um, I have a couple of buddies that are pretty ingrained into the music scene. They're like house bands for different bars down on Second Avenue, Broadway. That that scene, and nice. um, and they got they got shut down pretty good for a while. Um, and so they were all mostly going out of town trying to find gigs. A lot of them came out here to Florida because, you know, Florida don't care, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they'd come, they'd go other places and play, but they're pretty, they're pretty much open back up now. Um, the biggest thing I've seen is that it's, it's gone real corporate there. Um, like all the old cool bars that people use now, now music are, um, the honky tonks are also there because they're because they bring in the tourist crowd. But gotcha. on on Second Avenue, like all the old cool bars that were there, they've all been bought up by like uh, Blake Shelton, Jason Aldean, like all these popular country guys now, and have turned into like their own bars. So they're all, all it's all kind of cookie cutter Disneyland bullshit bars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's too bad, man. That's got to be really heartbreaking from seeing it come up like the way you were able to see it come up from. Yeah, it used to be real cool. I mean, there's still a lot of good music there, but you almost have to go out out of downtown Nashville now. Yeah, that that's wild, man. It's it's weird to see the places like that, you know, come up and you know blow up like that, and then it's like it just takes the you know that the little mystery out of it and the fun of it, you know, like you just happen in on a place, but you know, you're going to Blake Shelton's bar. You're going to see something good no matter what, you know, it's like something's going to be cool yeah. there, but it's like, like that, that, uh, to be able to discover something, it's going to be mm-hmm. pretty boring. Uh, from what I hear, I haven't been there yet, but from what I hear from everybody, like Austin, Texas is kind of like the new Nashville, the new old Nashville. Oh yeah. There's just a bunch of artists out there and stuff like that. Yeah. A bunch of really do it. Yeah, a bunch of cool bars and and um, like kind of struggling artists and stuff like that that just go in there and play. Yeah, that's 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 cool, man. Yeah, there's always another place will pop up like that. Hopefully, is uh, are you playing now at all? Are you doing anything? I'm not. I haven't gotten into it at all since I've been down here. I mean, outside. I mean, I sit around the house and putz around on one of the instruments i've been learning the ukulele here recently all right you're all over it <laughs> you know, just trying to you know trying to spice it up a little bit but it's um you know i'm like i like playing what i like to play but like um you know i'm with music i i've, I've never really had the biggest kind of like drive to make 
no desire to like be some big star i just enjoy doing it you know yeah well it seems like you have a lot of fun doing it and like uh, i think uh, i don't know if i was able to see a jam once or you had a video on youtube on uh facebook but i think you were singing and looked like you were having a blast yeah i went up um to illinois for work not too long ago and got to hang out with one of my old um band buddies from when i was up there that band was a lot of fun when um i i historically don't like go around and make a lot of friends um just because of the nature of the job i hop around a lot and so um but when i was there I met a couple of a couple of guys that that we're in a band and they were just like, Hey, we just jam in the garage. If you want to just jam with us, come on over. And so I did. And, and it was fun. It wound up turning into a pretty cool band. I, our first gig that I played with them, we were at the Mendota golf course under the pavilion. Hell yes. And it was, and it was two, <laughs> it was, no, it was three, the three guys and me. And I didn't know what I was doing on any song that we played. I had a bongo drum and, <laughs> um a mandolin and a and a you know the the cheating banjos they'll get get joes yep yep um had one of those and i just kind of whatever they were playing i just try to fit in wherever i could fit in to it oh that's cool man that's that's with having a good ear that helps a lot (laughs) yeah but then and then that that turned like from a period in a period of just a couple of years that turned into that to us headlining the sweet corn festival there in mendota yeah right. that's um, awesome man yeah, yeah it's just so a it good bunch of dudes how fun. many guys was in the band when i was in the band there were uh five of us and we we got lucky so when i started with them we didn't have a drummer it was just like an acoustic kind of trio type of thing um and there was this guy that went to the church that i went to there in in mendota his name is kenny lottenberger and this dude is a he, he's probably 60, 65 now, but he's been in bands since the like mid seventies. He was open up, opening up for some big bands down in Georgia and stuff. He's been just killing it on the drums for decades. Nice. And he's, um, he, he was looking for a new band and, and asked if he wanted to come out and play with us for a gig. We did the, um, what's that festival they have there in, um, What's that town out east a little bigger? Oh, hell, I wouldn't know. Or out west. Out west? It's out west. I can't remember the name of the town. But it was some festival that we were playing, and we just wanted a drummer for that festival, so we seemed legitimate, you know. And um, he stuck with us ever since, and and he added kind of a whole level of gravitas to the band because he was just super polished. Yeah, Um, that's nice. Yeah, and he would tell us that, you know, that we all sucked there in practice, and so it kind of kept us grounded. Yeah, <laughs> it always helps to have the old Kaji dude in there, just <laughs> yeah. keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. Don't get cocky, now, kid. Now we're those guys, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's full circle. Well, that's cool. What yeah. was your, uh, I had to ask, what was your first guitar you had? Or how'd you the get it? Or what'd you have? So the first guitar I had was actually a Fender Resonator. Oh, the old um, metal top thing? Big old metal steel. Yeah, it's uh weighs about 40 pounds. Yeah, hell um, yeah, Jesus. And I bought it because I was in college. I was singing for a band. 
and um, I never needed a guitar because all my, every roommate that I ever had had a guitar, and so I just played on their stuff. Uh, I was playing <laughs> for a band. I was singing for a band in college, um, and the one of the guitar players was like, "Man, it'd be really cool if we had a uh, some this specific type of sound for this for this song that we're doing." Like, you know, we we need a a resonator. So I called my dad up and I was like, "Hey, I want." a fender resonator for my birthday that's what i want <laughs> and so so he got me one and i got it literally so this other dude could play it on one song in this band <laughs> i still have it i keep it by my front door to use as a weapon <laughs> a damn good weapon it would be <laughs> <laughs> yes holy crap well, even go cool, out of tune. i love stories like that that's always awesome just like on a whim but needed it for a, a song i bought a 12 string that way once or maybe twice yeah which yeah, I will never buy again. But like, it was cool to have for a little bit. But I was just like, "Ooh, this is a big pain in the ass." <laughs> yes, I played a twelve string a couple of times. There's like certain songs that sounds pretty pretty sweet on. Oh yeah, they sound great. But yeah, I'm screw tuning that, and I never wanted no. to bring it anywhere because of course I'd spend my whole pre-show trying to tune the damn thing. And no, you need a guitar tech. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great too. <laughs> oh, uh, oh man, was I got one more funny story about music. Give it to me. So in college, we had to, I was a music business major in college. Oh, that's right. And, yeah, you told me that. Um, you know, so obviously I've, I've been in wind for fifteen years. Um, but we um, we had to because the music business program at that time was run through the music school. So all of our, we had some business classes, but all of our real core stuff was on, like, as a music business major, I had to take things like um, conducting and music theory and... Oh, really? Like, you know, yeah, super specific music classes, oral theory, where I, you, yeah, it was crazy. But one of the things we had to do is we had to declare a... Um, uh, an instrument an applied instrument or vocal or whatever okay um and so we had to take this instrument or voice or whatever we had to take lessons and then perform um you know have performances every year to to basically keep going within the program so i chose the violin and acted like i had never played the violin in my life you son of a bitch <laughs> and I, 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 it was very interesting. I went through the first probably two years at school there, fake playing poorly. <laughs> before that's what makes you so time. evil. You're in it for the long <laughs> haul. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were like the like long my junior year. They're like, man, our our violin instructors are good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, but that that's smart, though. That way you don't have to worry about, you know, trying to learn something on top of doing everything else you have to do when you're in school. I want, Yeah, I wanted to major in music business. I don't want to major in, like, music. Right. And so, right. yeah, so I, I took care of that, that distraction, I guess. <laughs> that's very smart, man. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> um, I'm nothing if not uh, adaptable. Yeah, you you are you'd make a good marine, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Adapt to survive. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, anyway, what else is uh? Been, do you have anything uh? Maybe you could send me or anything like any uh? Because I know you used to write music too, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any originals you could send me or something I could throw on? 
yeah, I probably got a couple. I have to dig back into the old uh, CD books, you know. Where that They're all on on discs, yeah. But I can just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can find a couple things. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd like to tag something on there. It's just hard to do when everyone everyone puts their shit on Spotify now. So it's like, yes, it makes my life a big pain in the ass. <laughs> makes no, me look I'm, like a liar uh, every time. <laughs> I'm I'm technologically challenged. I don't do anything digital. Oh yeah, you you would love this setup here. Then it's pretty archaic. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just you know I'm just happy that it's happened, and you've been talking about it since I've known you. Oh, I know. I know. I've gotten so much shit over the years. I'm just like, well, I never knew what to say. It just took a nice pandemic, you know, to really think about, well, I might not be around forever. <laughs> Maybe I should <laughs> no, do I something to shit great. I said. Oh, thanks, man. It's been great being able to catch up with uh, you and everybody else. It's just like, I, I knew you from work, but, you know, I never, <laughs> you know, we, well, fuck, we had a lot of time to talk there, but it was a lot like... Of time. <laughs> But, it, you know, it's always cool to see everyone still going, you know, and see what else they got going on and how they progress through life, you know. I mean, I know you've had your challenges and stuff like that, but you always seem to be able to do what you want to do. And you always, you damn you, if you always look like you're having fun, Dean. <laughs> I think that's that's my biggest thing is I just try and, and I mean, it could be to a fault almost, but I, I kind of just try to be present in the day and try to enjoy what's going on right now and not really care about what's going to happen tomorrow type of thing. Well, that takes usually a distinct event or something like that. Do you know why you're happen to be like that? Is there, did anything happen back in the day or have you always just been like, I'm going to be cool. We're going to figure this out. Just not a very anxious dude like me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, um, Honestly, when I started traveling and I was just kind of out on my own for weeks and weeks at a time all the time that like the first little while I was out there, I kind of, I sat in the hotel room all the time and I was like, I wasn't depressed, but I, I could feel myself kind of just kind of not wanting to do anything and slipping into almost kind of a, a depressive state. And just kind of made the decision, like, I need to go out. Like, so I just started doing a web search for, like, cool things to do in this area that I'm in. And, you know, I, I became very comfortable with doing things and hanging out by myself. And um, I think that's just kind of what got me started on that. With that mindset was, like, I might never be here again. You know, let's go do something. So, I, yeah, I'm... I'm very comfortable, like going out to eat by myself. Going, I'll take myself to a movie, and you know, I'm I'm perfectly fine the reason with my I, own company. The reason I bring that up because a lot of WinTechs do listen to this, and I just like, mm -hmm. you know, you've seen them all. I mean, and I've been that guy too. Where, like when you go, you're like, well, I'm just gonna drink, you know, because <laughs> I don't know what yep. the hell else to do. There's nobody here, you know, and you always find the the, it's the shittiest things are the easiest to do, and there's usually more yes. people to do that with. <laughs> Absolutely. How, how, how did you really, yeah, like keep it together by yourself? Because I see a lot of guys, you know, they went down the wrong path, you know, and they're they, not the wrong path, whatever. They're trying to get through their yeah. life too. And when you're a traveling tech, it's so, I mean, I only had to do it a very minimal amount of time. I mean, I'm talking weeks at a time here and there. I was mostly just oh, at the park we were at. So do you have any like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know about uh, just uh, how do you keep it together like that? 
you just i mean you're just such a positive guy so i'm just i don't know if there's yeah. anything we could help with other guys that are out there and trying to keep it together while they're traveling because it's hard you know you've done it it's it, you're away from your family that sucks you're away from your friends you know you don't know anybody oh yeah no for me it started with kind of looking at myself and saying what do i like to like what do i like and you know you'll appreciate this like for me it kind of started with food like i'm a big fan of food and so i would i actually had an app um and i I looked it up the other day to see if it's still out there it's not there's comparable apps out there but i had an app called tv food maps and what i would what it did is it would ping your location and it would show you everything within 100 miles of you that had been on any food network show for any reason and i would just start going and um like finding places to eat. You and I used that when we were in Philadelphia. Remember, we found that place that was, we went up to Philly for training and right. we went to some place that had like duck something. I don't remember what, it had some weird stuff in it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was pretty good. They were voted like the best burger in Philadelphia for like a couple of years, but we never would have gone and eaten there like just driving around. It was way off the beaten path. Oh yeah, dude, that reminds me too. Doing that, that was like the because usually I get royally depressed when I myself when I would travel, and I was probably mm-hmm. still a handful then, I'm sure. But yeah, you made it like such a blast. I still have the pictures of us with the fucking Rocky statue and shit. Just like the silly shit. It was just like at least we did something, you know. It wasn't yeah, just we went drink to that and blah museum. blah blah. Yep. We went to that museum that was like um, that was. Um, like all rock and roll stuff. I don't remember what exhibit it was, but it was all like old rock and roll stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was either, but it was yeah, some older school shit. But it was it was interesting, you know. It was something. <laughs> yeah, and and so so that's what I would do when I would travel. Figure out stuff that I like to do, and um, and like his like I, I like history a lot, and so like I would go like if there's any battlefields around wherever I was, we you know we have some wind farms up in pennsylvania so i'd go out and 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 tour some like battlefields and and things that i'm in the area i might as well go do it i went um to the baseball hall of fame i was in new york state nice and figured out like i'm an hour and a half away from cooperstown you know i've got a weekend here why not and so that kind of just turned into like me just going by myself and and doing stuff but it's stuff that you know i might never be back there yeah, that's excellent. And we're, would you be able to do that with the the company vehicle? They didn't care if back then anyway. No, they didn't care. That's cool. Um, I didn't know if that was the same thing for the guys now. I think it is. Yeah, it, it makes is. sense. Um, I mean, you just don't want to be stuck at the damn hotel. No, they they're fine. Um, pretty much with you you doing you doing anything, they just they don't want you talking on the phone and driving or drinking and driving. That's really it. Yeah, that's know? cool. Have you noticed uh, with the new crews coming in new people is it still a younger crew younger crowd it's crazy it's i feel so old um <laughs> i do and and i guess like i am for the for the industry um oh yeah i know i i was about 10 years ago so you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be approaching it by now <laughs> yeah no i mean i, I turn 40 next year and oh, and we so have young. you know I know. Uh, <laughs> tell that to my body. Um, 
and well because we always said right and and you know i'm sure you feel this like years working in that type of industry are like dog years for your body oh yeah right i can't run anymore bro i can't yeah my ankles like, are screwed <laughs> i just yeah, i cannot do much <laughs> for me it's my back my like lower back and my knees like i just had to get out of the tower and so that's why yeah i, bet, now I just train well, that's cool. I mean, I'm I know that the safety's come up a lot for these guys, and it's gotten everything's gotten a lot better. I mean, you you were part of that too when we were there. I seen when you guys started coming in, it was all it was being more regulated and more you know more pro of yeah. the employee, <laughs> not just go go go. <laughs> yeah, no. When I got into the industry in 2000, end of 2006, and my training was literally, can you climb this ladder? Yep, that was and, mine too, man. That was it. And I said, yes. And they said, cool, go fix this converter. Like, <laughs> What's like, a converter? Give me a picture. I have no idea. <laughs> and, and now, like, looking back, like, with all the knowledge that I have now, like, looking back, and like, I, I should have been dead probably several times over. Amen, um, buddy. Me too. And so it, it kind of gives you an appreciation for, for things like, you know, they don't pay you anymore to, to risk things. It's not... And so that's that's when and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get into training is to kind of try to instill that mindset in the technicians that come through, which is just like whatever, you know, whatever. It's a it's a good paying industry, like especially for 20, 21 year olds coming, you know, out of whatever they're whatever they're doing. It's, oh, yeah. it's like they can make a good living, especially for small town America. And but whatever they're paying you is not worth you getting seriously injured or killed. No, and so, no. Dude, it was just like, uh, what do you call them? The high line workers, the, uh, mm-hmm. what is it called? The linemen. He's uh, just like linemen or a damn working on an oil rig. You know, it's like, it's a dangerous job. You know, yep. it's, it's, we've both seen some scary shit and it's just like, I'm glad to be around, but I'm just glad yep. to, that now that, you know, they're instilling a lot more of that safety and people don't realize, man, I mean, we would hammer out like, 80 hours a week and stuff like that, you know, all that fatigue and stuff like that. I mean, you definitely have to be young and you have to be a little crazy, you know? So I always respected the fellow Wintex, man, no matter how good or bad they were. It was just like, you know what? You're here. (laughs) And it's not easy. The pay is good, but holy shit, it is a, that is a lifestyle. Yeah. Working with you was my favorite part about working up there in Illinois. About same. Yeah. I had you and uh, Chris, I had a couple of few, yeah, quite a few guys like you, thank God, that were just like <laughs> normies. I'm like, I just need people that just can tell good dick and fart jokes and get yes. through the goddamn day, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, we would daydream about your podcast. I, I even had, <laughs> I almost had you talked into letting me come and play D&D as an inexperienced player to be funny. Oh, I think it'd be hilarious, dude. I do want to do one on a, a Saturday because I want to do one for a podcast just to show people what it's about because I get a lot of questions about it. You know, like, what is this role-playing yeah. crap? <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, but I think it could be funny, and I will try and get you in on that because it's going to be – I'll be putting it out within the next six months. I just It's just be like a one or two uh, Saturday deal where I, everyone just zooms in and we do a, a one with a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing. I think it would be pretty fun. Yeah, no, or or you get some so you get some heavy D&D players and, and then a couple people like me that have never done it. Yeah, even and, better. <laughs> and, and it's going to be comedic gold. Like, I, 
Um, uh, well, you know, I mean, I, I've been waiting on you to call me. I've, I've listened to all your all your episodes, and oh, thanks, man. It is, and you know, ratings must be slipping. You need like some, con- you know, you need some comedy in here. I need, so I I need to spice that. it up. I, I need to get that Sony contract. <laughs> uh, no, man, I'm just, you know, um, I was talking. Who was that? I was talking with. I was talking with Jeremy the other day about some of the old crews and stuff, and the. Like, it used to be just fun, you know? Yeah, man. It was hard, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even when I, when I started originally, I mean, it was, we were, you know, same thing when you were there. It was like, it was long hours, you know? We had, we had been flow with that. But, man, back in the day when we had long hours, I mean, the guys in the big uh, cranes would come by with, you know, when we were done, they'd have cases of beer just lined up for everybody's like, here, you know? Because, you know, yep. everyone would just be dead, you know? We'd be using our headlights yep. and everything to finish out a job for the end of the day and just, like... Here, at least have a beer. <laughs> you know, let's, yeah. let's make this day okay. Not that any of that would happen anymore, but you know, it was that yeah, camaraderie. No, not officially. Yeah, right. Exactly, and that's where we'll keep it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, it was just—it was definitely like, a, and it wasn't like kind of like a band. You know, it's like they're—you're counting on everybody around you to keep you alive. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like when it comes down to it, shit might happen, and. Yes. I need to know that at least you're going to give it a shot to help me out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is. And that's, that's kind of the mindset you have to be in. You have to be able to look at the person that you're working with and trust the fact that if something happens, they can get me out of here. Right, right. And 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 it's not something that we consciously think about a lot, but when you do, you're like, oh, man, this is, you know, this is serious stuff. Yeah, that's usually a reflection thing. Like after, like especially for me when I jumped out of it, I'd think back to it fondly, and then it'd be like, holy shit, remember when I almost died? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I know, I really could have. <laughs> like, holy shit. So, it's uh, it definitely takes a special kind of person to do that job, and I'm just glad everyone's still out there and doing it, man. It's it's a good gig. It's just it's rough. But hopefully, I'm from what I'm hearing from you and everybody else, the training's getting a lot better and more uh, more specific training too, which is awesome. It is the, the training is getting really good, but it's 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 a young man's game, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just I mean, you still have you know some of your old heads out in the field, but like you know, you go to Wind Farm now and and you do you just feel like like the old dude. Oh yeah. And, I'm not used to that, <laughs> but I've, I've mellowed out a lot though, since I've come down here to Florida. <laughs> How can you mellow out anymore? You mellow out anymore. You're going to be a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've mellowed out a lot. I'm not as intense when it comes to certain things. <laughs> well, I always uh, know what you, what you, uh, when you put your head in it, you always, you know, you always seem to follow through on what you say you do. Not like me in a podcast, but you always, you know, honest guy, and you gave a shit, which was which is huge enough for that industry. We we've, we've been we're both around plenty of people that maybe weren't that way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, Harmsy was like awesome. He was a great guy yep. to work for, and you want it, it was one of those guys like you didn't care, but you wanted to work for him. You know, like I'm yeah. just gonna all right, I'm gonna stay in here for another six hours, <laughs> just you know, pound this son of a bitch out. You know. Yeah, but so but me and him have like been in each other's faces and yelling at each other and i've always i've always kind of said that like in the especially when i was traveling like in the industry like if i consider you like a for like a pretty good friend like you and i have yelled at each other for something um <laughs> something's gotta happen yeah like, yes yeah, so there's been some sort of friction there because you know i think that passion ref, you know respects passion and 
Um, but yeah, I went up and he got married. You know, I went up and officiated his wedding. So I'm I'm official. Like I can. What? Yeah. By the power vested in me by the World Wide Web. Can... <laughs> <laughs> that's <is> perfect. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's cool that you could do that for him too. That, that's that's yeah. awesome. I know so, you guys were tight, so, but that's pretty cool, man. So if you ever, you know, if you ever need to renew your vows, buddy, I'm your I'm your guy. Cool. I'll be there I'm, in Florida and do it then. I'm cheap. <laughs> um, I do it for a fifth of whiskey. Ah, that a boy. <laughs> Oh, Dino. Well, hey, man, it's been great catching up with you. Anything else you got going on or I'm uh, hoping the family's all good? You got them, any of the kids playing uh, music yet? Um, yes. Jack's my oldest. He's in, um, he's doing drums. He's actually pretty. We, we, we've, we've dabbled in a couple of different things. We had him in piano for a little while. Didn't really take to it, but put him in drums and he, he loves it. Um, oh, that's awesome, man. It's amazing how different different kids are they like my oldest he is very kind of artistic he loves to draw like visual art oh perfect um, and he's he's my empathetic one he is he did not get that from me um, <laughs> and my youngest he is not empathetic and <laughs> but he's he's super kind of um science math you know stem stuff and and they're like night and day just different from each other and uh, he he goes to bed at night watching stuff on discovery like how it's made or impossible engineering and stuff like that oh that a boy yeah it's crazy you'll, have, um, you'll have a place to stay when you get older that's I'm, I'm gonna try to spread them out i want one to live down south and one to live up north so i can just <laughs> move into their basements <laughs> sporadically <laughs> yes based on the weather <laughs> holy shit holy crap man well yeah do you have any uh any other stories you want to tell or anything anything about the anything or are you good there you tell me i don't know i mean i, I, I still feel like we have a good future with the t-shirt business that t-shirt get her more gooder 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 <laughs> in hell gooder in hell mud falcon it only be for wintex specific t-shirts <laughs> i was i was when, I, when you and eli were talking about that I, I was listening to it and i was at i was at work sitting in my you know corporate shill of a cubicle <laughs> you, sell, and, you sell out um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally laughed out loud when he said "my Falcon." Dude, like, that one always stuck with me. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Man, that was like an old construction guy. Like, like that was from back when I first got in the industry and didn't know anything. Oh, and I was, sense. I was standing on the ground, and the dude, like, <laughs> I heard it. I, I heard it on the radio, and I was like, I don't know what that is. And then I knew what it was quick. <laughs> 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 For anyone who doesn't know what Mud Falcon is, is uh, <laughs> you generally are way high in the air and there are people underneath <laughs> you and you have to take a shit. Yeah, so <laughs> there's no bad has to run. <laughs> it can only be dudes doing this shit. <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> We're ridiculous. That was, yeah, it was either like Yellow Rain or Mud Falcon. Like yeah, Yellow Rain. Things, like, you scattered like... Oh yeah, something was something bad was coming down. Yeah, nobody thinks about uh, that part of the the dirty part of the industry there. <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, oh. man, I I um, I think I think Yellow Rain and Mud Falcons is a perfect way to end our conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I couldn't ask for anything better. All right, Brother Dean. Uh, very good talking to you, man. I hope uh, you and the family are all doing great. I uh, hope you keep uh, teaching these youngsters how to stay safe. And, uh, man, I hope to see you again someday soon, man. I'm going to be out in Florida. I got some friends and shit out there, so I might stop by. You never know. Yeah, hit me up if you're down here. And if I have to go up to Iowa for work, I'll, I'll let you know. Anytime, brother. Take care, man. Good to talk to you, Jim. Very good talking to you, Barry. Bye. Bye. Oh, I hope you guys all dug that. I love that guy. He's a great dude. Um, yeah, it's Jimmy Sam again here with another truth. We're trying to keep them going, keep pumping these things out, and hopefully, uh, I don't know. Who knows whatever's going to happen. But uh, I appreciate it. I've gotten some really good feedback on uh, uh, quite a couple episodes, and you all cracked me up. <laughs> so I know, uh, especially my uh, the old man ones, when I just sit there and bitch and complain, I did not expect that to go anywhere. But uh, I guess you all think it's pretty funny. I, I just try and work through my own uh, madness uh, by talking it out to you guys. And I appreciate uh, people just listening at all. Um, I've had a really good time with this. I got uh, more guests coming up. And uh, man, uh, I really hope this all finds you guys doing really well. I hope you get to enjoy some this summer. And we st- seem to be getting crushed with rain up here in Iowa right now. But uh, man, I don't know. I hope everybody's doing great. Uh, you got any questions or anything, just feel free to message me on uh, Facebook or you can uh, message me at uh, 1815. What the hell is that number? This is everything I don't remember. Do, 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 do. How would I not know that? Uh, 1815. Wow, man, I need glasses and everything. What a horrible life. Don't get old, kids. It's a coming. It's a coming. Uh, 1-815-883-1077. 815-883-1077. You can leave me a message if you got a topic or someone wants to yap with me. Anytime. All right, guys. Love you. Take care. Bye. Oh, all right. This is Jimmy. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm dropping things. This is Jimmy again really quick. Uh... Dino, my buddy Dino, did not uh, throw me a song yet, but I'm sure he will eventually. So I'm going to end this here with my buddy Jeff Schiltz once again with some swagger blues. Y'all take care. We'll talk to you soon.